Hello, Mississippi and abroad. This is Parrish Alford with the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal, and you have found Justify Your Existence, the podcast that brings you the relative talk in Mississippi, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, the SEC. We're going to cover it all. I'm joined by Stefan Kreischnick, our Mississippi State beat writer. We're going to talk quarterbacks and some other things here in a moment before we get too deep in the woods. We want to thank our partners with the Oxford Park Commission. We appreciate OPC coming along for the ride uh, and lots of things that they offer there for their community programs for youth and adults alike. So thanks to OPC for helping us make this happen. Uh, I guess some news coming out of uh, of the Bulldogs camp yesterday. Uh, Steph, it's always news when Mike Leach comes out to play, and he talked a little bit about quarterbacks yesterday. Uh, why don't you just start us off there, man? Uh, wh- where is that that competition? Right, yeah. I mean, it's the first time this offseason where we've really seen Mike kind of narrow it down at least a little bit. I mean, he still hasn't announced a starter and still said that uh, it's an open competition. Someone had asked him, is it an open competition or is it kind of Will's job to lose? And he said that it was an open competition. So. Um, but but you you do still see Will Rogers getting those number one reps. But but what we saw yesterday was uh, you know with Jack Abraham um, dealing with with whatever he's dealing with that that's keeping him out of practice right now um, at the start of fall camp. Chance Chance Levertich, the South Alabama transfer, is um, is getting some more reps in a number two spot, and and it led to Leach telling us um, yesterday on Monday that um, the, him and him and Will Rogers are the top two guys right now. So definitely not the, not the quarterback competition we expected. Uh, going into camp, but it's promising, I guess, to see that Chance is is making a a, a bit of a competition, even though um, Jack is out. And and it's not too surprising. The, the first day of camp, you definitely saw, um, you know, where 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 Will was in the in the um, a lot of W's there. Where yeah. Will was in, in terms of understanding the offense compared to Chance, but you've seen Chance make probably more progress than anyone. I think uh, in, in these first four days, you know, from day one to day four. Um, out of anyone on the field. And, and, you know, day one, he was throwing a couple interceptions and some sacks and, and some of the small drills they were doing. And then, you know, the other day he was completing, I think it was seven, eight completions in a row, doing, doing pretty well. I'm definitely making strides. So, um, I, like I said before, I, I didn't expect Jack to get the number one spot. I, I still don't expect Chance to beat out Will Rogers. But when, when you see that type of progress, I guess it's promising knowing that, you know, come midseason, if Will is struggling, um, there should be a, a viable option option to try to turn to well now what what are you hearing about jack i think uh, the the uh, hot rumor out there is concussion and and uh you know uh, maybe some headaches something like that i know that uh that mike leach has not discussed that on the record but is that kind of what uh, what you're hearing there on uh, on jack yeah yeah it's, it's definitely i mean it, it was weird the first couple of days because we it seemed like we saw him on day one doing some of the drills not all of them uh, it was more so just kind of the warm-up drills, I guess you could say, where there's no contact at all, not really moving around much. Um, and then day two and three, we didn't really see him much in general. Yesterday, I saw him walking around. Some of the players had – Wednesday is the first day of full pads. They had some of the shoulder pads on yesterday, and, and but um, Jack was out there. He didn't have any other pads on. So Mike very indirectly told us that it was an injury. He said that, you know, we, we asked – are there any players that are limited right now in practice? And he, he said, uh, oh, I can't really think of one unless you guys could think of one. And then I said, well, I could think of Jack. Can you, you know, expand on that? He said, no. 
he did expand on that, but he did he did mention that he doesn't talk about injuries. So you can kind of put two or two together that, that Jack is nursing some kind of injury. Um, it, it seems like Mike is expecting him back at some point at camp, so I don't think it's anything long-term, and I think it's, um, it's probably important for Jack to get some reps in fall camp if he wants any chance of being in this offense uh, in the regular season. Um, so I wouldn't expect anything long-term there, but, but if I had to expect that, I would definitely say it's some, some sort of injury. I, um, the, the concussion stuff you mentioned is the first time I'm hearing about it. Um, I, I'm not really sure the details of the injury, um, but it, with the way, with, with what he's doing um, right now and not even being on the field, I, that would have surprised me, I suppose. Yeah, and and again, you know, it's hey, no, what what better place to talk about rumors than a podcast, right? So, <laughs> exactly. In, in, anyway, that's that's not uh, I've not seen that uh, you know reported or released or anything. But look, uh, you know, coaches, uh, many of them uh, do not talk about uh, about injuries. So uh, uh, as as I told uh, gosh, some coach one time who uh, you know gave us the we don't talk about injuries line. Well. When there's no information, there's speculation, and uh, so in, anyway. But you know, Jack Abraham was a guy that we talked about uh, really could fit into this offense. Okay, so it's it's good that uh, that it looks like maybe he'll come back and uh, have some time in camp because I think whether he wins the the job or not, uh, he could really be an important uh, part of depth at that position. But I do think uh, that Jack being out, uh, you know, uh, so far every day in camp uh, probably uh, has sent some people scrambling to their keyboards and typing Chance Lovertich uh, into the search boxes and trying to, you know, find out who is this guy. And uh, it looks like, I mean, I I saw him last year just a little bit uh, against uh, South Alabama or with South Alabama when they defeated uh, Southern Miss in the opener last year uh, in Hattiesburg. So, you know, he didn't play most of that game. So, you you know, you can't say he like out Jack Abraham or anything, but, you know, his team beat uh, beat Jack's team in that, uh, you know, uh, head up uh, meeting there in the season opener last year. It was interesting, uh, Stefan. It was the, the first event in Mississippi as uh, college football and so many other things were coming off of lockdown. So, I went down and was able to uh, to watch those teams uh, get after it in that environment. We didn't we didn't really know what COVID football was then, what that was going to look like. But uh, you know that was kind of uh, the first uh, the first view of that. So people trying to find out about Chance Lovertich, and uh, what I find is that he's kind of uh, looks like an overachiever, uh, not a really big kid, uh, you know, a hard worker which would go along with uh, someone who would make quick progress in camp and pick up the offense quickly. Uh, what do you know about Chance? Yeah, just from, from watching Chance, it's kind of interesting because he doesn't look like your typical quarterback. I mean, he just, he's a little shorter than Will Rogers, but he definitely looks a little bit, um, I guess you'd say more Billy. He looks a little stronger than Will Rogers. So it, it kind, of, kind of fits the, the mold of what you're talking about, of someone who's going to be a little scrappy, um, you know, fight for some plays, maybe, maybe overachieve, like you mentioned, but, um, you know, like I mentioned, what, what you're seeing from him in, in fall camp is um, number one, he, he's starting to look a little more comfortable in that offense. And, and I'm sure the offseason maybe working with some of the receivers helps, helps with that, you know, coming into fall camp. Um, but, but it, it's, it, he's not taking as many shots, I guess I should, I should say in practice. A lot of it is kind of the short passing game, just, just getting whatever's available, finding, you know, quarterback 
backs or running backs, I should say, um, in the flat. Um, and, and if that's the approach that, that he's going to take, and if he has to come in, I mean, it's definitely a safe one. You'd rather have that than, than taking shots that, that are just to, to no avail. So I would say, you know, if he does get, if he does get the chance to come in, uh, no pun intended there, um, that that's kind of, you know, the type of play you would expect, not, not maybe necessarily the typical Mike Leach approach. Um, but, but it's getting to a point where if, if this progress continues and he, he kind of keeps being that scrappy guy that, that keeps pushing Will and, um, you know, and, and every time you think that, you know, oh, Chance doesn't have a, doesn't have a shot here, um, he's going to keep fighting and keep showing you that, that there's a shot. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if the situation were to come up, let's say, you know, week three, week four, something like that towards, towards the middle of the season, early part of the season, um, you know, if, if it's going to be Chance that, that comes in, depending on Jack's injury status at that point, if it is Chance coming in, um, how, how he's going to battle, especially maybe against some SEC opponents. Well, I'll tell you what, if, uh, if in fact, uh, Abraham does get healthy, comes back, uh, gets some time in camp, learns, learns the system, it might be hard for him to overtake Will Rogers, but he could uh, solidify himself as, uh, as number two, which is also an important spot. And, uh, and, and look, at that point, maybe you've got, uh, if that plays out that way, if Abraham comes back and, and uh, works his way into number two, then you've developed Chance Lovertich, and you've got a, th- a third guy. So that's that's not a bad thing either. We'll see, uh, you know, how this uh, uh, position continues to play out. I know that uh, Abraham's got uh, a lot of skin in the game and a lot of experience, and, and he'll be an asset uh, if he can get healthy and, and come back. Uh, what else? I think it was you. I think it was you that said that that you know with with Jack status and where he is in his playing career that he, he wouldn't have come here if he didn't realistically think he had a chance and I know some people say that he uh, uh, impressed in the spring obviously I wasn't here in the spring so I didn't get the chance to see um, but but people say impressed in the spring maybe he loses some time here but I think if he could build something towards the end of the fall camp at least to establish yourself as the number two guy I think if you're the number two guy right now for Mississippi State that's not a bad place to be in because I think. Um, you know, the confidence with Will, Will Rogers is a matter of fact that he's a true sophomore coming into it. And there's a chance that he could struggle. You know, it's, it's not a lot that just because he had some experience last year that he's going to be successful this year. I mean, if you're, you, you want to battle for that number two spot, because um, if it's between chance and Jack, you know, you, you want to be the guy that gets that opportunity. And if Jack comes in, I, I think he's got an opportunity where at the end of fall camp, if he can adjust a little bit, continue learning that offense, maybe in those first couple of weeks of the regular season that, that, um, with, with what he's shown in the spring and in, in the past in his career that, um, you know, it, it could be his number two spot still. Well, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's an interesting position to watch right now. You know, you get into camp and, and lots of times uh, anywhere, camp anywhere, you, you have twists and turns and you have the unexpected. And, and I think this is kind of the twist right now. The quarterback picture looks a little different uh, than we all thought uh, at the beginning, thought uh, we were going to see a competition and even even hearing competition uh, was a little surprising for some, I think, because uh, Will Rogers last year, I heard him described as uh, the quarterback of the future. I thought they were really, really high on Will, but uh, obviously uh, Mike Leach is looking to, uh, you know, create competition in that position. And, and I know you've used the phrase iron sharpens iron. And I know they're trying to do that, you know, at quarterback and at some other positions as well. Tell us just uh, about some other positions. What has stood out to you and what you've seen through four days? Right, yeah. I think one thing that stands out is, you know, 
aside from quarterback, the most important position in Mike Leach's offense is, is probably the wide receivers. And I, I think people expect that a lot of um, you, you, the expectations are pretty set for what Austin Williams is going to do. I mean, he's just, you know, as consistent as it gets. Um, and then obviously the expectations are pretty high for Jaden Wally. Um, but one guy that's really stood out, and I wrote about this in my notebook on Monday, is uh, Makai Polk, the California transfer. Um, I mean, he's just – he's clearly got chemistry with the quarterbacks. As, as a new guy who came in in the spring, I mean, I'm sure he spent a lot of the spring and, and the summer building that chemistry. I mean, it, it's just showing he's, – he's, it just seems like every time I look up at practice and someone's catching a touchdown or someone's just, um, you know, catching a pass in general, it, he's, it's number 10, Makai Polk. So – um, that's definitely a name to watch um, as as uh, as a wide receiver heading into this season. I um, mean, another thing I think it just generally is the offensive line. Um, you know, Lee's just mentioned both sides of the ball being a little bit inconsistent, and and he thinks that maybe the heat and just you know the grind of fall camp. You know, you're only in day four, and you know you got such a long way to go. I mean, you're not even full pads yet, and you're probably exhausted at, at this point already with with how hot it's been out there. So he said that his guys maybe aren't as sharp as he like, losing a little focus at times, a little inconsistent. I think that kind of shows um, on the offensive line. I mean, the other day at practice, um, you know, both sides were getting into it. There's a little chirping going on. You know, the intensity was building a little bit. And then uh, Will Rogers uh, completes a pass to, I think it was Heath, who caught it for a touchdown. And Will's running down the sideline and he's chirping the defense as he gets to the, to the end zone. But now we got the, the referees that are here practicing. And we finally get a flag and it's a holding call on, on Charles Cross. And, you know, if there's one guy on the offensive line you trust the most, it's probably Charles Cross. So, you know, you, you see a little bit there, maybe some players losing technique, getting a little tired um, on the offensive line. And, and that's the one position where, you know, you finally have that full off season, which you didn't get going into the 2020 season because of the pandemic. You get a full off season, a spring, a summer. That's probably most important. I think Leach said it was likely most important for that position group to kind of built that chemistry, not even just, on the field, but, you know, think back to last year, we weren't able to go to restaurants and, and gather with people in general. I mean, everything's like this over zoom. Um, and, and the offensive line benefits a lot from that, just kind of knowing each other and, and, and just having that opportunity to, to off the football field, mesh, do things, you know, uh, cook out and go get food, whatever it is that they do to, to try to build chemistry. Um, they were able to do that. And that's going to, uh, that should in theory benefit them more um, this season, you know, five guys playing as playing as one. So that's, that's one position group that um, I won't necessarily say is, has impressed early on in the year, but you kind of see the benefits of that offseason. And, and if you're Mike Leach, you're kind of hoping that 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 continues as the fall rolls on. And, and by week one, you would hope that group um, is kind of meshed together. Uh, offensive line coach, tell me his name. He was Mason, Mason Miller. Mason Miller. Okay. He spoke when I was there uh, mm. Saturday. I'll tell you what, um, every coach has a story of, how difficult it was during the pandemic last year and, and the limitations and, and doing things differently. Uh, but I hadn't really heard a coach talk before about trying to install an offense and trying to get that across uh, to your players on Zoom when uh, one or two of them were like laid back on the couch and, and, and maybe trying to play a video game at, at the same time. Uh, that really just kind of created an interesting picture about, look, we know, we know the pandemic was challenging and it was challenging uh, for, uh, for everybody, but that just kind of created a, a, a real picture of what these coaches uh, were having to, uh, to deal with last year. You mentioned Charles Cross. I saw uh, somebody put a picture on uh, Twitter, two pictures. I think it was uh, Robbie Falk uh, from 247 Starville Daily News. Uh, down there, and he put a picture of Charles Cross as a true freshman 
and Charles Cross now. And uh, it was the epitome of weight room work and development and, and gains in size and strength. It was really interesting to see those two pictures side by side. And uh, as I hear about Charles Cross and the expectations uh, for him on that offensive line at left tackle uh, for the Bulldogs, I think, man, you know, there are two really good left tackles in this state. I mean, two guys who are going to attract a lot of NFL attention in Charles Cross at State and Nick Broker at Ole Miss. So that's kind of a – I thought that, uh, that'll be an, an interesting uh, comparison contrast when the Egg Bowl rolls around. We'll see uh, what these two explosive offenses have been able to accomplish by that time and, and uh, where those two left tackles – fit into things because those are, you know, those are pro prospects. Those are going to be NFL players, you know, at those teams. And it's just been interesting to see uh, how Charles Cross has developed. So uh, uh, what, uh, what, what else has stood out to you? You mentioned Jaden Wally, you know, and about the receivers, how important they are in this Mike Leach offense. Uh, Do you think, uh, is this going to be a group with a lot of depth or is it going to, to be top heavy and to rely on a few guys? Yeah, I think I would I would say it's probably something a group that's going to be a little bit top heavy, um, especially from what we've seen in camp so far. And I think um, that might also have to do with the fact of you know Leach just is kind of just generally been um, I won't say not impressed, but he hasn't been thrilled with with the play of the wide receivers. And I think he's just kind of looking for them to be um, a little tougher more than anything. Um, and I, I asked him yesterday, you know, it's so important in this offense as a wide receiver that you have to just be. Um, instinctual. I mean, everything you do just has to be instinct. Like you, you can't be thinking what route you're running. You got to be thinking how you're gonna how you're gonna trick the defender. Like that's the point. That's the step that they got to make. Um, you know, from year one to year two is kind of just being instinctual a little bit more. And then he and then he just challenges them to be, be tougher. I mean, when it, uh, it it's hard to tell in terms of blocking and stuff like that, just because they haven't had the full pads on. And um, you know, starting Wednesday, we'll get a better picture of that. Um, but but he was talking about Polk and Polk, and he he spoke very highly of him. But he was saying, you know, I want him to be a receiver at the end of the play, just like he is at the start of the play. So I think, you know, you're still seeing maybe some of that um, lack of focus, even with the wide receiver group. Um, but, I, but I think when it comes to Wally, Austin Williams and, and Polk and Heath, those are kind of your, your top four guys that you're going to be going to. And I would expect those four um, to be the main guys in the offense with, with whoever the quarterback is. Um, Brody King impressed. Um, I think it was, I want to say it was Sunday in practice. He, had a, he made a couple of plays um, consecutively that were pretty impressive and showed, okay, maybe that's that's a fifth guy that can stand out. Um, the, the running backs have been decent um, in, in terms of how they've been used and some of the practices. Obviously, a lot of that will be determined a little more as, as full pads roll around. But I think when it, when it comes to receiver, um, I, I would say with, with Wally being your top guy, it's going to be a little top-heavy still um, at this point. It, it was funny the other day we were talking to Leach, and um, someone asked him, you know, what's the, what's the ideal – inside wide receiver in, in a Mike Leach offense. And he was like, whoever the best receiver is. So I, I think you would expect that with, with Wally this season um, being that, that best guy for the team. Um, but, but yeah, right, right now I'd probably say it's pretty top heavy. What do you think about Polk coming over from uh, California? It's a different kind of heat here. Uh, has the humidity had an, had an effect on him? Obviously uh, uh, Mike Leach thinks uh, the, the weather has had an effect on a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it's had an effect on me, that's for sure. I, I, it's pretty hot on those sidelines at practice. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, I, I would imagine, and I just think in general, I mean, you're going from um, 
just the transition from the offseason to fall camp, I think is just tough for anyone. And then when you add those elements, it makes it a little tougher. Um, but but just in terms of Pope in general coming over, you know, I was just reading some stuff up on him yesterday and what, what the folks that covered him in California were saying. And, you know, everyone spoke very highly of him. He was the second leading, leading receiver last year. And uh, he played four games, but obviously a shortened season over in, in the Pac-12. So, um, but people spoke highly of him. And I think there's a few people that were just generally surprised that he would leave. I thought they um, thought that he fit well in, in that system. And, um, you know, there was first him saying he was in a transfer portal and a few weeks after actually announcing that he was going to Mississippi State. And even then, it, it seemed like a lot of people thought that he would come back. He, you know, he would explore his options and come back. So I think there's a little sense of surprise over on the West Coast that, that he came to Mississippi State. Um, just in terms of generally him coming. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, how some of these players, um, you know, not just poke, adjust to the elements um, as fall camp rolls around because, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not getting any colder. I was watching, um, obviously, you know, I, I graduated from Indiana and I was, um, their coach, Tom Allen, posted a, a video. He was kind of talking to their players after, after practice. He said, you know, it's really hot, but I was looking at the forecast, it's going to get even hotter. So, um, things are just, things are just getting started. I think there's some rain in the forecast this week. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, how these players handle the rest of the month. Yeah, you're going to enjoy that when uh, when the <laughs> comes and uh, yeah, even that much more uh, much more heavy air. Uh, safety's competition, uh, Stefan. I know they uh, are confident in the cornerbacks. Uh, kind of iffy on the safeties. Uh, how's that playing out so far? Yeah, I think what I mentioned before when we talked some about the uh, um, the position battles this this fall is you, you kind of have an idea who who the safeties are going to be between Jalen Green and, and Colin Duncan and London Craft and and, um, and Peters. You know, they're all, they're all going to be competing for for just like I guess what position, what what safety spot, and they're going to put them in with you know, and, and they factor in the bulldog position there as well. Um, but but. It seemed like, you know, we talked to Colin Duncan the other day. He had confidence in, in where he is in his game. Jaden Wally said that he's probably the most improved um, guy in the secondary that he saw. Jalen Green, um, you know, Leach spoke very highly of what he's seen in the first couple of days. And even Colin Duncan said that he might be, because he was a, more of a corner over at Texas, that he might be one of the best one-on-one safeties that there is in the SEC just because of how, you know, what position he kind of grew up playing, what position he's comfortable in. So, um, that might be one group where, where, you know, we were talking about the receivers being a little top heavy. I think you would say the opposite about the safeties group is you got some depth there. I don't know if there's one guy that, that really stands out that you say, you know, Hey, this guy is, you know, NFL talent. This is the guy you, you trust the most at the safety position. There's going to be some depth at that position. And, and it could end up being, I mean, you know, every coach will tell you depth is, is probably the best thing you can have. If you got depth and you, you've got a solid team. So, um, that for a position that that Leach said at media days is, is one that's still kind of to be determined. Um, you you've got to be pretty comfortable with whatever guy you put at whatever safety spot that that they're going to be able to execute um, going into the season. Hey folks, that'll wrap us up for this edition of Justify Your Existence, where we bring you the relevant Mississippi talk. Thanks for being a part, folks. Come back and join us again.